So we are going to read from the book of 2 Thessalonians chapter 3 verse we shall begin with the we can begin with uh, we shall begin with verse uh, 9 Second Thessalonians chapter 3 verse 9 For what thanks can we render to God again for you for all the joy wherein the joy that we joy for your sakes before our God night and day praying exceedingly that we might see your face and might perfect that which is lacking in your faith. Sorry, it is first Thessalonians. Continue. Okay. Uh, may the Lord add blessing to the reading of his word. You may be seated. So, uh, the way the English Bible has said is where I draw my text that we might perfect that which is lacking in your faith. So, we will call that subject that we are going to share on where the lacking is. Now, why we are sharing it that way is because we want to be fulfilled people. We want to be complete. Amen. Amen. We want to be complete. If you have a, a garden of uh, you have crops and uh, it is it is not progressing well you might as well as invite an expert to to your farm to help you know where the problem is is it lacking fertilizers is it lacking weeding? Is it lacking spraying? Is it lacking some 
uh, is there some pests that uh, are weakening your garden? Where is the lacking? If you have cows that are not giving or yielding to the expected results, still you need an expert. And the expert is to help you know where is the, what is lacking? Is it the nutrition that is lacking? Is it the treatment that is lacking? What is lacking? So even as today as believers, what is lacking? Paul was telling the church that they might fulfill that which is lacking in the people in their faith. Something was lacking for them to be perfect the way they ought to be in order to perform the way they ought to perform. Praise God. Even us as a church, we must examine ourselves what is lacking in our faith, in our Christianity. We have received the word. The word is powerful. The word is perfect. The word is able to perform that which God purposed for it to perform. When you plant a seed, there are results you expect from that seed. But we know there are seeds which fell in different places, as per the parable of our Lord Jesus Christ, some fell by the wayside, some fell among the rocks, some fell among the thorns, and they did not yield anything. The problem was not the seeds. The problem was the ground where they were. And the ground is your heart. The conditions of your the condition of your heart. The atmosphere of your heart. That is is the quality of the soil. It will either derail the seed or it will help the seed. Amen. Amen. And he says some meant the cares of life. They choke the seed and it never prospered. Amen. Amen. Uh, but there are those seeds which fell 
in the good ground. And they brought some 30 fold. Some 60 fold. And some 100 fold. That means even the good ground has different levels of quality. So there is a, a, a heart that has a condition that is perfect. The ground is perfect. There is nothing lacking. And it will give the seed to bring, to bring forth a hundredfold. And there is a somewhere where the condition is somewhere average. And it will cause the seed to bring forth 60-fold. And there's another one which is just somehow, just fair. And it brought 30-fold. Praise God. Now, no, I believe you can. You have power to improve the hard soil condition. So that the seed will bring forth a hundredfold. Now we know that this message that we have received. It came to prepare a supercharge. A super bride. Men and women who are in the image of Jesus Christ. And there is a place I was quoting it recently where the, where the prophet was saying that you are the image of Jesus Christ. Where Christ will be seen in you are seeing through a glass as looking or seeing through a glass. In other words, you are just like a glass. And when people look to you, or when people look at you, inside you they see Christ. Now this message came to do that. That Christ will come and be embodied in you. That you are the temple of Jesus Christ. And when men look at you, they see Jesus Christ. That's Amen. what the message came to do. Christ walking on two feet. Christ knew the hope of glory. It came to make a church that will do the works of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Oh, the power of Jesus Christ in the church. This message came to bring a restoration of what the early church lost. That's what it came to do. 
This message came to prepare a bride worthy to be the body of Jesus Christ. Where Jesus Christ will be the head sitting on a body. Where it is the same material. Amen. The head and the body is same material. You understand what I mean there. Brother Branham said if my body is concrete and my head is flesh how, can, how will concrete and flesh cooperate if my head will tell the body move the concrete but they will not move. Because there is nowhere the head can send the message. But if they are same material, they can work together. Praise God. The head can send the message into the body and the body will carry forth the message of the head. So Christ is the word. Christ is the word. And the word must have a one body. So Christ the word cannot be head of a denomination. The denomination hinders the word to operate. If, if the word comes to the denomination, they will say our council does not say that. Our constitution does not say that. Our doctrines don't say that. Our Bible college does not teach that. So it is their system, it's their thing. So what Christ has for them will never prosper. Will never flow through them. And for that reason, God bypass all of them. He put them aside and he brought forth the message that was not from any denomination that was not from any headquarter Amen. God picking his servant could obey him and uses him as a mouthpiece brings forth a pure message the pure word with a purpose that the pure word the word of God is a seed that the pure word seed of God will grow into a body call it a crop in the plant language Amen. Amen. That is the body now. The body of Jesus Christ. 
Amen. That uh, a people who are made up of the word of God. Their character is shaped to the word of God. Their nature is shaped up to the word of God. They are made up of the word of God. Their character is the word of God. They speak according to the word. They behave according to the word. They walk according to the word. They operate according to the word. When Christ tells them this, do. They will do. Because they are a body of the word. Whom Christ is head and Christ is the word. So the word and the body is the same material. That is the purpose why this message came. And that union between Christ and the church. Is like a... Uh, Husband and wife. You see when God made a bride for Adam. He did not pick another handful of dust. And made a bride. But he picked from the same material. From the same body. He removed a rib. From ready the system that is created. Separated a bride for Adam. And when, when Adam looked at her. He said you are born of my bones. And your flesh of my flesh. Because he saw they looked alike. She looked exactly like him. Adam. He looked at his hands. Looked at her hands. Looked at his, his skin. Looked at her skin. Everything was the same. So he said, You are just me in another body. Praise be the name of the Lord. So the purpose of God is to give Christ a bride by this message, by this truth, that Christ will look at this bride and he will say, you are nothing but my word. You are word of my word. You are character of my character. And you are my Spirit of my spirit. You are virtue of my virtue. You are just me. You are just an amazayet. Praise God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So that is what the message is meant to do. And this uh, bride of Jesus Christ. 
will be, do the works of Jesus Christ. Raise the dead like Jesus Christ. Make creepers walk like Jesus Christ. Open blind eyes like Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Perform miracles. Saints wonders. Like Jesus Christ. Create. Like Jesus Christ. Praise God. If it were, if there was need to turn water into wine, she will do it like Jesus Christ. If there was need to walk on water, she will like Jesus Christ did. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. I have had a testimony. That one time they were had a Lord's table. I think it was in Branham Branham Tabernacle. And when God finished, and the line of people still long, they came and told Brother Branham. I mean, uh, Deacon came and said, People are still very many. What shall we do? And he prayed for the little glasses on a, on a, on a, on a tray. And I had a testimony of a brother who was an eyewitness. And how he saw the empty glasses filled with wine. After praying and blessing. Now, isn't that what Jesus did? That's what he wants to do. In the bride. Praise God. And that power is here. I believe all the power that brought this message is here. Nothing has gone back. Nothing has gone anywhere. Because Jesus never changes. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And God takes his man from the earth, but he does not take his spirit away from the earth. When the spirit was with Elijah, and Elijah left, it came upon Elisha. The spirit that was upon Moses, it came upon Joshua. God never takes his spirit from the earth. So this uh, yeah, amen. Uh, the Holy Spirit that brought the message is still here with the message. That's why he said that the third pool is fully identified. It is here. And, but you not see it in its fullness until a certain time until a certain event take place. You know that statement, what it says. Until the World Council of Churches puts a, a boycott upon the church. Until the World Council of Churches puts a boycott upon the church. 
Ekanisa. So the same power that brought the message is here. The message came in power. And the same power is here in the church. When the message is preached, purely as it came, the same Holy Spirit that spoke it is here to it. He's here to vindicate it. Because the same God, God was not vindicating a man. He was vindicating his word. And his word is here. Praise God. And the will of God is that word to believe in you. That your character there will be nothing but the character of the world. Branham preached a message he called the second-handed robe. And in that message, he said that when Elisha received Elijah's robe, the power did not come of the second portion, did not come fully upon him. But it was going to come upon him fully when he fits fully in the robe. Because you remember when Elijah was leaving, he left his robe upon Elisha. And he was supposed to wear it. And as he wears it, all the power that was upon Elijah operated upon him. Brother Branham said, it took Elisha 10 good years to fit in the robe for the second po- for the double portion to fully work. And he also said God was not going to alter his robe. Elisha was not to take it to the tailor. He was not to. Except please find a way of increasing it. No. It was Elisha to alter, not the robe. And the statement simply says like that. That it was Elisha to... The size of Elijah, Elisha to change. Not the robe to alter. No, it doesn't say whether the robe was bigger than Elisha or smaller. But it is just obvious. The robe was small. Because... It is not that the word of God is big for us to fit into it. But we are too big to fit in the word of God. God does not require of us to increase. But God requires of us 
to reduce to decrease to remove a lot of carnality a lot of flesh to die to fail God does not tell us to increase and be bigger to be able to fit his word he tells us to die to self he tells us to remove the flesh so that we can fit his word so Elisha was bigger than the robe amen amen so he had to reduce 10 years for him to come to that to trim to that size. And when he did, then the double portion fully came upon him. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So why are we not having the victory the way we ought to have it? Why is not the church being taken over fully by the power of the Lord Jesus Christ? Where is the lacking? Now, I want us to hear to the, the, this uh, quote as, as I read it. Would you like to know what I think the greatest need of the church is today? Where I think the lacking is, is a no-so travail. Yes. Yes. The so travel. Yeah, the so pain. That painful desire for God. The bath, the so bath pangs. That's where the lacking is. The people are not broke up enough. There is no burden seemingly. And you give me someone that is just so tore up about those souls that they just cry and are wanting a revival so bad till they can hardly eat. If you read the history of the world and the religious history, you'll find out it always taken that kind of a spirit to bring a revival. That's right. When Zion travailed, she brought forth her children. You know that's what the scripture says. You have to be torn up. Is the atmosphere of anything. You see when he says the atmosphere of anything. It means is the atmosphere that brings the results. Atmosphere of anything is what brings results. He said in that testament in many other places that 
if you get uh, fertilized eggs ndiwokwata amaji and you aga fertilized aga agafunens empanga insigo bokwata amaji agafuni empanga and you put a puppy upon them you tie it there no gateka ko e chana chemwa ne chigaturi au ne chigamamira and it gives it the warmth they will hatch out chicks and you know today with the modern technology the eggs don't have to have a mother over them put them under a system called an incubator and it will hatch our chicks without the mother so it is the atmosphere of anything so we need that atmosphere in our church to live under the atmosphere prayer the atmosphere of travelling where people are hungry they are thirst for god they are travelling all the time and they are in the love of god they love god and they love one another that's what will hatch out sons and daughters of god that will, that's what will cause us to be born into the kingdom of god amen he says you get around where there are arguments you get into that type of atmosphere if there is something in the church someone who is disobedient and very ugly acting in the church and causing trouble you will never be able to have a revival as long as that kind of an atmosphere is around you see you find a church there's someone who is so indifferent so indifferent and going around causing trouble and causing discord in that kind of a condition there can never be a revival if you notice when the Holy Spirit came on Pentecost they were all in one place and in one accord Amen. Amen and waiting for the promise and we, when we get like that brother Bose, the revival will be here then you see in one place and in one accord are we in one place are we in one accord I don't know whether we are in one accord because someone could be here and their, their purpose of being here is different and what their prayer is is different their concerns are different but if we are all here and we are all seeking the Holy Spirit 
We are all seeking the promise of the Father. We are all crying for a closer walk with God. That is one mind. One accord. In the same in the same one place. And today we are having many great attractions. Protractive meetings. And so it's just a word instead of a revival. But I think it has to come. Uh, But I think it has become just a protractive meeting instead of a revival. Because we do not have a revival in the nation as yet, as I see. I don't see any. If we had a revival like they did at the Welsh Revival or in Scotland or some of those revivals in the days of Wesley, when they had a great breaking up breaking up like breaking the ground you see Amen. and a world revival came by John Wesley and that's when I think we have a, a real revival. But now, I've noticed in my ministry recently the people will, spirit filled people, but yet they will watch what God will do and sense or something that He will perform. And the people sit and say, well, that's very fine. But ndamunakore you see, in other words, the things of God no longer shake them. No longer touch them. They take them now to be common and to be normal. You see, the conviction it's not there. And that is uh, when eyes of people are getting blind. That is spiritual blindness. When you reach somewhere where the things of God no longer convict you, 
You take them to be normal. You are passive about them. Then you get you are you are, that is being blind now. Spiritual. We read a scripture. I don't know when did I last did I last preach about uh, the discernment of the body. Yes. In that. I read a quote that our eternal destination is not altogether tied on the things we see and the things we hear. But it is tied on how we judge and how we discern the things that we see and the thing that we hear. Now, you don't see with these eyes. And you don't hear with these ears. You see and you hear with the inside ears. And when Jesus said yes, Christo, we that except you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. He meant you cannot understand. He did not mean seeing with naked eyes. He meant understanding. He meant discerning. So you see with the inside eyes, not with the physical. You can hear a sound, a voice. You can hear a testimony. But the ears have heard. But the inside ears have not heard. So if you reach a moment where you see great things of God taking place and God can speak but you say, okay, yeah, it's nice. And you just see formal about the things of God they don't attract you that is getting blind. Your eyes are getting, your inside eyes and ears are getting closed. Brother Abraham talks about a certain man who he was, um, he had about the, the, the sea. And how the waves come upon the sea. And, and then how it forms a form. And it is so attractive. And now he got a chance of visiting the place. And now he came running. And then he found an old sailor. 
who was coming from the from the from the place from the sea. He said, "Where are you going?" Oh, he said, "I can't wait to reach the sea." I have heard about it and I've heard about the waves and, and the foams and what. So the man told him, "But does that?" Excite you? Said the form is just the form. And the waves are just the waves. So this man had been so much around the sea. That his eyes were blind to the beauty of the sea. It became no common and it became normal. And Brother Branham said that's how it's happening among the Pentecostal people. Among the spiritual people. The things of God seem to have become common to them. They don't shake them. In other words, they are blinded to the goodness, to the power of God. Now, that's a very bad condition. When you reach there, that uh, the things of God are common. A service like this is just a service like any other service. So it becomes a tradition. It doesn't touch you. When the word of God is being preached, your heart is not open you are not tolikubunkenke about what god is saying so you know that is just preaching preaching is just preaching so it means that you are getting close out. Your eyes are blind. Your ears, inside ears are closed. So, there is nothing to convict. There is nothing to awaken in you. Now, in such a condition, there cannot be a revival. Revival is a renewal of conviction. When you're convicted to the word of God, you're convicted to the service, you're convicted to the things of God. Amen. Amen. You see, but now if there really was a revival in the air, when one of the things would take place, every soul would grasp it quickly and it would be, oh my, there would be no end to it. It would just go 
from one to another from one to another and it will just keep moving now of course you know Mani. and I'm an American like you are but in African down in where there was supposed to be the heathen land that is this way where we live it kind of would make us feel ashamed of ourselves to see how they receive the gospel how they receive when they seen one supernatural thing performed 30,000 received Christ as personal savior at one time that, that, that I think it was the blind who or was a, it's a blind person who opened in South Africa. And 30,000 native blacks received Christ. And after receiving Christ, those people in those days were even, those were native tribes like you see Kalam Jong here. They were even naked. And they came to, the, they came to Brother Branham's meetings naked without clothes on. And when they received Christ, they ran to look for clothes. The second day they were all closed up. Praise God, showing the, whole, the, the effects of the Holy Spirit upon a person. You see? Amen. Yeah, 30,000 uh, uh, at one time. Amen. Amen. And I just tell you, I think. Our people has relied too much on education. And theology and so forth. And has let it take the spirit's place. Now that was Africa at that time. But is it the same now? No. Things have changed. Africa itself is becoming... Africa blind to the things of God. Now let me drop this just to you. I believe it's Ezekiel 9th chapter. When the Holy Spirit uh, went forth first it was men went forth from behind the gates with slaughtering weapons to destroy. That was, of course, the scripturally right applied was just before the destruction of Jerusalem. And there was a man come forth with a white robe and ink horn at his side. Wavayom Saja Eina Echambaro 
And the commission was given to him by God to go through the city now and set a mark upon the forehead the ceiling of of the Holy Spirit a mark upon the forehead of every man and woman that sighed and cried for the abominations done in the city. Now, I know we have heard about this quote many times. Amen. Amen. Uh, can we read it from the book of Ezekiel? Ezekiel. He cried unto me, he cried also in mine ears with a loud voice saying, cause them that have charge of the city to draw near every man with his destroying weapon in his hand. And behold, six men came from the way of the higher gate, which hath toward, which lieth toward the north. And every man a slaughter weapon in his hand, and one man among them was clothed with linen, with a writer's inkhorn by his side. And they went in and stood beside the brazen altar. Kale daba abasajja mukaga ne bajjanga bafuruma mukubo eri omulyango ogwenguru ogwolekera obuchiko obwakono buli muntu nga akute ekyo kulwanyisa che ekitta mu mukono gwe nomusajja omu wakati mubbo eyamba de bafutanga alina ekikompe kya bwino ekyo muwandisi muchiwato aha and the glory of God of Israel was gone up from the cherub whereupon he was to the threshold of the house and he called to the man clothed with linen which had the writer's income by his side. And the Lord said unto him, Go through the midst of the city, through the midst of Jerusalem, and set a mark upon the foreheads of the men that sigh and cry for all the abominations that are done in the midst thereof. Genda oite wakati mchibuga, wakati mnyerisani, oteka kabone romubye nyibiaba antu, abasa ebikowe. Elea, elea abakavira emizizo jona ejikowewa wakati mchio. And the others he said in mine hearing, Go ye after him through the city and smite. Let not your eye spare 
neither have you pity nabara nabarara nabagamba nabagamba nzinga mpuliranti mwe your verse 5 nabarara nabagamba nzinga mpuliranti nganzinga mpuliranti nabagamba nganzinga mpuliranti mwe muite muchibuga nga mumuvako enyuma mufumite elisoria mwe lileme okusonywa sote mubanga sote mubanga nachisa slay utterly old and young both maids and little children and women but come not near any man upon whom is the mark and begin at my sanctuary then they began at the ancient main which were before the house mutiredala omukadde no murenzi no muwala nabana abato nabakazi nete musemberanga muntu yena alika akabonero era musokere kuwatukuvuwange awone basokera kubakadde abali mu maso genyumba now That was now the destruction of Jerusalem. We took place I don't know it was AD which year is it 60 or something. But uh, you know when Geno Peter invaded uh, Geno Titus invaded Jerusalem. Roman Geno. General Titus Jerusalem. And this according to the prophets of Jesus Christ when he cried over Jerusalem 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 how many times would i want to gather you like a hen gathers its chicks but you would not Now your house is left desolate. That fulfilled then. And also when he told him, when the disciples looked at uh, at the building of the at uh, the beauty of the temple. And then he told them do you see this temple no stone will be left upon another but pray that your flight will not be in winter or on sabbath woe to them that will be having young kids anga Amen. So he told them when you see Jerusalem compassed Those who are in Judea run to the mountains and those who are at the top of the house don't go in your house to pick anything In other words you will realize when that happened that That is now the time for the destruction of Jerusalem. It will be a very 
dangerous time. So that prophecy got fulfilled when General Titus invaded Jerusalem and slaughtered and killed until and even destroyed the temple there was such a great slaughter until they said the blood of the dead the slain flowed even through the gate of Jerusalem Imagine slaying people in the city until the gate maker are flowing. The it, was a, it was a terrible thing. And you have seen he commanded said, begin even at the sanctuary. Begin at the temple. Begin at those ancient men. Spare not. Spare not all in those no women slay all but don't come near those people who have a seal of God upon their forehead those men who he said the ancient that lived in the temple we have people like Simeon and Anne the Bible says they lived in the temple praying and interceding for the consolation of Israel. Devoted. Not exactly Simeon and Anne, no. But I'm saying that kind of elders. They were not also to be pitied. What God honored was only one thing. Someone who had the mark of God upon his forehead. The slaying angels were not to come close to him. That's why history says in that slaughter of General Titus, no believer was slain. No disciple of Jesus Christ perished. Why? They were prepared. Jesus had given them the signs. And when you see this flee, so for them when they saw the signs, they took off and fled through the gates of Jerusalem and fled to the mountains and hid there. But the rest of the people thought it's a simple thing. It will end. Yeah, we have always had invasions alien armies. It will end. But for the believers, they were given a sign. Where do you see this? 
Praise God. And now those are the people that we are sealed. 120 we are sealed on the Pentecost. Others we are sealed in different moment times. Praise God. That is not what Ezekiel was talking about here. That he saw six men with destroying weapons. And now they were as they moved to destroy. They were held it wait. Wait. Because there is this man in linen. That white linen. With an ink on his side. Now that man in linen is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is called the angel. He's called the angel of the Lord. So wait first for him. Let him go through the city. And put a mark upon all those that are travailing. And sighing for the abominations that are done in the city. Those you will find in the overnight like this. And they are meaning business. They are on the knees. They are saying, Lord, save my daughter. Save my neighbor. See how they wear trousers women. See the evils they are committing. See how drunk they are. See, look at our city, Lord. Look at the wickedness. The immoralities that are going on, Lord. Will you allow our children, Lord, to be meddled into, into this kind of filth and mess? Please send a revival and convict them. Convict our children. Convict our neighbors. Convict our relatives. Convict these people. Send the convicting power. Send a revival, Lord. And save them. And convert them. Please, Lord. Send an anointed preaching. Send the Holy Spirit to bring conviction so the people who are found in that kind of anguish and travailing because of the abominations that have been done in the city. That man in linen sealed them. Those were the candidates for sealing. But the Branham would look at a woman putting on shorts or a trouser and drunk 
carrying having a cigarette and she's behaving with men free, and saying hey hey carrying there is a way God made a woman to be a really respected person, a really lady, to carry herself as a, as a lady you need to respect. But you would look at a woman this, behaving disgracefully like that. Someone who should be a mother of a nation and behaving like that. And you say, Lord, how long will this continue long? Will you allow my little Sarah, my little Rebecca to grow up in this kind of mess? He would feel for his children the kind of atmosphere they are going to grow in. That is the heart of a believer. You don't rejoice in evil. When evil is going on, your heart is grieved. And when it is grieved, what do you do? Travail. Pray. God. Send grace. Lord. Convict. And save. Have mercy. That's a real believer. And now this man in white linen was sent. The people you will find on their faces traveling sighing for the abominations that are being done in the city. Seal them. So he went around the Holy Spirit in Jerusalem from the door Pentecost. He started sealing such people. Such people, And after they were all that, that category as when it was all sealed. Then God released these men, the six angels, with slaughtering weapons. Said, Now go and destroy everything. Spare not. So Brother Bram said, Such a moment is coming. But right now, the Holy Spirit is moving in the earth with a commission to seal a people that are sighing and are travailing for the abominations that are going on. There are people that are being sealed today. One by one. They are not many. But one by one. Once in a while. They come up with a testimony. God filled me with the Holy Spirit. God filled me with the Holy Spirit. And some of them. It is a real Holy Spirit. He has sealed them. One of these days. 
such a category will all be finished. The, the, the ceiling will be over. And then the Bible says there will be a, a time when the just shall remain just and the filthy will be remain just, filthy. Meaning the door of mercy is over. Then what will remain is destruction. But now that is what the lacking is. No so travel. People are not broken up enough. Let me end with this quote here. In Matthew 10 chapter we read in the Bible where God sent out his 12 disciples. And he gave them power to heal the sick. To cleanse the lepers. To raise the dead. To cast out devils. And to do it freely. And, and to do it freely. Just, just as free as you receive it. Freely give. But by the way, by the way, a man said to me some time ago. He said, Brother Branham, you are right halfway. Said God gave that power to the disciples only. You know who believe like that? Which denomination believe like that? I want to see whether we have a really good students of the, of the word. Can someone tell us which group believes like that? The power to perform miracles and signs and wonders, raise the dead, make the cripples open blind, was given only to the 12 disciples. Which group? Group Chi. We don't have... We don't have people here who read the word. Uh, group just that side which group which uh, group or which denomination believes like that huh brother Joshua Baptists you mean all of you why didn't you raise your hands oh God it is Baptists who believe uh, the power, that power ended with the disciples. Miracles and signs ended. So when you read the word, you must know where to place uh, the character that is being mentioned. God gave that power to the disciples only. 
I said I can show you in the Bible where God gave the power to the church. This is now Brother Bram saying. Now it's Brother Bram saying. I can show you in the Bible where God gave the power to the church. Was talking to that man. Now give me the verse and scripture of the Bible where God taken the power back from the church. show you the scripture where God gave that power unto the church. Now you give me also a verse when God took away that. Brother Brom was challenging the man. Yes, God does not give and again take away. I'll show you the verse when God was giving that power. Let's go here. Heal the sick. Uh, raise the dead. Make them to walk. Open the eyes of the blind. You are given free. Give ye also free. He gave that power unto the church. Now listen. God. He does not have to put in the scripture your name. To say that Solomon. No. What he told Peter. He I told it to you. The other represented you. What he told Abraham. That I am your shield. I am your reward. He told that one to you. He doesn't have to put my name there. How many names we can fit in the Bible? So when he released that power to the disciples, he, dis- he released it to his all his disciples. That to even those who will follow, and I'm one of them, and you are one of them. So I, Brother Brown tells the man, I can show you when he gave it to the church. Then show me a place in the Bible where he took it away. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Do you know that power is with us? It's with us. We have seen it move mountains. Recently, I had a, a very outstanding uh, and astonishing uh, miracle. There is a people, they are our family friends. And uh, you have seen some of them come here. There is that lady called Vivian. 
that I connected with, with those people when I picked her from the scene of accident and took her to the hospital. You have seen that Rwandan family coming here. How many of you have understood that family? Now that family I used to go and visit them. They had their brother, uh, the elder brother in the family. He had suffered. I think it was the TB of the spinal cord. He could not rise and walk. He would just remain there. He had a sorrow chest. He was in a situation where he was almost dying. But he was worsening. One day I left here with my wife. We went there to drop their mother, the mother of children. You remember the days when their mother used to worship from here. We reached there. We visited them. They were around their house. Even that uh, boy was there. Was called Stephen or something like that. Or David, something like that. Uh, It is Stephen. He's called Stephen. Now Stephen was there. But the condition was worsening and they could just help him to stand. So by that time he was there in his seat. When he and I saw the situation and the condition he was in, I told him that I'm going to pray for you. God can. Then I shared that with him. He says that when I was going to pray, he was feeling a song on his his heart. Now, I told him that uh, before we pray, let us sing. And I sang the same song that he was feeling on his heart. It surprised him. Then, Then we prayed. In his heart, he felt like he felt peace entering his life after that praying. They lifted him up as usual to the house. By morning, that boy was very okay. Amen. By the time the brother came to check on him, he was just excited. Just kicking kicking his legs on the bed. Something that he couldn't do before. Please, you come and see. The man rose up from his bed. He walked. Even up to now. I was speaking to him about two weeks ago. He was giving me the whole testimony. Then he sent me his picture. He is now whole. He walks. He does every work. Now, the power which can heal such a person whose power is that which kind of person can do such a thing there is not such a person. 
For us, we just pray. But we are people filled with weaknesses uh, as other human beings are. But is that one whom we represent? The one who is not seen with our eyes. The one who walks with us. The one who is always the same yesterday, today, and forever. The one who has stopped Oh, deafen people. He has stopped funerals. He has stopped funerals. He has given hope to the hopeless. That is Jesus Christ. He gave us that power. Amen. But I want to tell you, although we say power, but in many places, Brother Branham said, we don't have power. We have authority. A policeman does not have power. A traffic police officer does not have power. Power would mean the strength. To stop a force. He cannot stop a running vehicle. He cannot even stop a running picky-picky. But when he raises his hand, trailers, heavy trailers, they quick their brakes. And stop. That is not power. That is authority. So we have authority. And the power of Jesus is with us, is moving with us. It is the one which acts. So he says, I can show you where he gave that power. To the church. Show me where he took away. Praise God. We find these 12 disciples about 10 days after God gave them power to heal the sick and to cast out devils. To raise the dead. Oh, if we would only look, we would find those men totally defeated on a, a, on an epileptic case. Jesus came down from the mount and he finds them out there with a boy with epilepsy. And they could not cast the spirit out. Oh, maybe we are shouting and praising the Lord. And kicking and anointing with oil or whatever more. But they could not cast him out. Fire, fire, fire. Uh, there's a place where I normally go to shave my hair. 
chemanga wao chizimbe the the raw floor of vee there is a lady who has some fellowship there. Yeah. lunch hour lunch hour Praying. So even today I was listening to her. She can spend like an hour. Fire, fire. Just saying, fire, fire, fire. Then somewhere now to set another. After some time she changes. Chiboko. 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 Then I asked myself, that kind of praying, where is it in the Bible? This kind of praying of muriro, muriro. Don't pray such kind, uh, such kinds of prayers. Jesus, uh, did not pray such kind of prayers like the one who taught all. But you see him pray that my father. Let this cup, if it's possible, speaking to the Father. Are you getting a Speaking to the Father. Words which have meaning. Yes. Amen. Fire, fire. So even Jesus found his disciples. Brother Bram was saying that maybe they were shouting. Shouting. As they were trying to praise God for the evil spirits to go. And they were kicking. They were kicking. They were trying to anoint the boy. And they could not cast the spirit out. Oh, maybe we are shouting, praising the Lord, kicking Remember, they could not cast the spirit out. And when Jesus came to the scene, the father of the child ran up to Jesus and said, Lord, I brought my boy to your disciples and they could not cure him. And if thou can help us, they then when this boy was brought into the presence of the Lord Jesus, he had the hardest feet he probably ever had and stretched out he, like he was dead. The hardest feet Feeding on a epileptic in so much that many said he was dead. But Jesus said, Take him up. It's gone from him. And the boy was healed. Now watch. Then the disciples came to Jesus alone, privately. Privately. It really touched them. And they were surprised and they were like, let me tell you this. 
for the evil spirits to scream and they try to fight that one doesn't mean that now you have power and it doesn't mean that the evil spirits have gone no when a person is possessed by evil spirits and that person comes in the service they sing spiritual songs and they pray those evil spirits will react now for the Pentecostal falling and trying to roll and kicking Power, 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 power. Now, now put the power. Because the person has fallen. That one doesn't mean anything. Even if you take that uh, person to the reverends or to the Catholic Church, the same thing, the evil spirits are going to react. In that reaction, they, sometimes they say, I'm not going anywhere. We are not going. Now look at this one. This hypocrite is also trying to chase me. We are not going anywhere. That reacting doesn't mean that they have power. Or maybe you have power. Now you find all people trying to come out and they are trying to use their energy that they even a kneel on that person that they are casting the evil spirit. Fire! That one doesn't mean that there is power there. Power is not shouting. Power is faith. And using authority no kulabanti you are in control of the situation. Brother Branham said that many people misunderstand the anointing. They think that anointing is shouting. And then he said that Jesus Christ, when he entered in the temple, he uh, got the scroll and read the scriptures when prophet Isaiah said that the spirit of God is on me because he anointed me and he has sent me to preach good news unto the poor to open the eyes of the brain to heal those who are bound and to set the acceptable year of the road. The Bible says that the words that came out of his lips uh, he uh, scrolled back the scroll and went back and said. he had left the fasting of 40 days and when he said that the spirit of the Lord is on me at that time he was so anointed that whatsoever he would speak had, had to come to pass but did you see him shouting did he shout he just knew the authority he has. And how 
every situation was under his control. You see, <laughs> you people listen to the tapes of Branham. And with uh, a keen era open heart. No mutima there was such an anointing in his ministry, in his services. How many have watched that video of uh, Deep Calling to the Deep? You see him saying, uh, you, know, um, wait, you know what I'm waiting for? Uh, I'm waiting for the angel of the Lord. Without, without him, I can do nothing. Yeah, I'm just a man. But when the angel of the Lord is around, it is him. Then he talks about, talks, talks. And the people are there in the prayer line. And then Immediately he stands and says, he is here now. And I take every spirit under my control. You don't see him even shouting. And when he said that he is here now, you don't see anything special. But for him, he could detect the angel has come. And he says, I take every spirit under my control. There is a brother who testified who was in Daban meetings. And he said, Brother Branham, when he visited South Africa, in those meetings, when he would say, I take every spirit Spirit under my control. You see, every spirit means every spirit. Even the spirit of human beings. Even every evil spirit. Even animals. Because even animals have spirits. He said that it will be in a community where you could be hearing dogs barking everywhere. But when Brother Branham would say, I take every spirit under my control, there would be such a silence that you could hear even a pin drop. And even the barking dogs in the neighborhoods would all go check. That is authority now. Authority. Praise God. Now that is anointing of the highest level. It is higher than even shouting. So he said, Agamba, uh, Say it's here. Amen. 
Amen. And now watch the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, why could we not cast him out? Ten days ago you gave us power. Have you taken it back again? Jesus said, never Jesus never told them he had taken his power back. Neither did he tell them that they didn't have the power to do it. He said it was because of your unbelief. Not lack of power. Lack of faith to use what power you got. And that's what the matter tonight with the church and the people. It's not a lack of power. Why you are born again children of God? Why you born again children of God has the power to move mountains. You've got the power. But what you lack but, but you lack faith to operate what power God has given you. Now we are sharing on what is lacking. Isn't this sad and pity, pitiful to have the power that can move all mountains and the power is there but what is lacking is the faith operating. The power is there. How can you be having a gun? And then a little thing come and tease you. A dog comes and tears you. And you have a gun that can just release one bullet and the dog will seize there. But you don't have the faith. You don't know, you don't know the power in the gun that you're holding. All you don't know how to operate it. That's the problem with the church. That's where the lacking is. The power is there. But the faith to operate the power. And remember Jesus said. Of these sort of things. Do not go away. Without prayer. And fasting. So that makes me know. That prayer and fasting. Brings the anointing in your life. A closer walk with God. That raises your faith. 
You know when you're walking with God. And you know his presence, you're conscious of his presence. Your faith will automatically be up there. Praise God. It's like, like when we were young. We had our our level of children. Then there are those our bigger brothers. Ten years older, seven years older. If you met a certain boy and he's teasing you and pulling your ears and he's swinging a whip you are so scared you are in trouble but at that moment if you saw your elder brother how do you feel you feel faith you feel courage you get strong you can tell okay touch me again Touch me again. Praise God. Because your brother is coming. Like in our family, we had a brother. He died in the army in, alongside him seven, fighting with him. He was such a defender of the family. If we found anybody, anybody touching any of the children of home, he would, that person would be in trouble. Now, and I was used to be very proud of him. Now, I imagine you meet a certain boy in the village teasing you and then you see your brother come you feel courage touch me again why your brother is now closer that's how it is when you are walking with Jesus, when you are closer, he is closer to you. His presence is real. Every sin is under the blood. You have repented your sins. You know you are forgiven. You know you are in good fellowship with Jesus. You are in good comes with him. And then the devil comes to tease you. Oh, you will not fear. You just rebuke him. And you know he has to go. Because Jesus is around. That's why brother Branham said, I'm waiting for someone. I'm waiting. You know what I'm waiting for? I'm waiting. The angel of the Lord. When you say he's here. Yes. Amen. 
Praise God. So that's why he told them that the things of such kind they can't go away and two people who are not prayerful and uh, fast. Why? Because when you fast, when you pray and fast, it makes you always to walk closely to the presence of Jesus Christ. And it's that that raises your faith. Praise be to God. Let's rise on our feet. Are you very weak and tired? We are going to give our offerings before we start praying. Service take to Kirida. A service is not complete without offerings. Our deacon is where are you? You begin from here. Uh, hold your offering. Hey, uh, that is biblical. Uh, don't come in the house of the road empty handed. Brother Branham Nagamba service tebera complete. Brother Branham service is not complete without offering. It does something in the spiritual world. Amen. Amen. Bayo bulemu 